When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, now I'm back home so I can do these things more regularly. So I'm going back to the Dragon Hill Fields to take part in Sondor's Grand Wing of Illusion once again. Talks in the festival, Master. Proceed with the tournament. It is round four. The gathered onlookers wise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The fourth round of Sondor's grand wing of illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of all of Solondar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. The Guardians of Brimscar. You stand knee-deep in a stagnant pool of oozing muck. Thick vegetation presses against you from all sides, making it difficult to see more than a few yards in any direction. A dense ceiling of dark grey clouds drifts by overhead, and your ears are filled with a dreadful cacophony of buzzing insects. With little idea about the tangled mire in which Sonzo's illusion has apparently landed you, you strike out to what you believe is the east in hopes of finding some firmer footing. You've gone less than 50 yards through the pet-fetid pool when the sound of something large crashing through the foliage ahead brings you to an abrupt halt. Moments later, the wall... Of leaves, vines, and bracken that lies before you explodes as a towering and terrifying being stomps through it. A bog giant! Your pulse quickens as the massive, moss-covered humanoid crashes through the remainder of the bramble that claws at his rugged attire and comes to stand at the edge of the pool for which you had been moving. The fearsome giant stares down at you and stars. Where's the wand? He roars, his fearsome, resonating voice silencing almost every insect within the sound of it and sending your heart into your throat. Thankful that this is only an illusion, but realising that for success you must find some way of dealing with this Benemoth, you step back and defiantly assume a defensive stance. With some small help that you might elicit prove of spectators, even if you can't see or hear them, as your mind races to determine your next course of action. Suddenly, the scene around you freezes and the glowing apparition of Solendar appears, hovering only inches above the, the murky, stagnant pool. The first guardian of Brimscar announces the Master Illusionist waving his hand in the direction of the towering bog, gi- bog giant. That fellow followed us through the swamp for half a day, 
before finally catching up with us in a place much like the one I've recreated. Solotov tells you, and he realises that his explanation is also for the benefit of the spectators, that years ago he made a daring raid on the ruined castle of Brimscar, where legend had it was home to a powerful wand that lay hidden deep in the catacombs beneath the fortress. The wand was certainly there, Lassandro, but so were three relentless guardians, which the legend I was familiar with failed to make much note of. The first of these is this giant, a rather nasty looking sort of creature, isn't he? Follows out the castle, and, oh, us, well, yes, but it's only fair to tell you that I was not alone in the wedding of Brimscar, but a very able companion by the name of Tallies, and it was he who managed to cut down this terrible brute. I dare say, though, Soup, you look up to, be the ta- up to the task if anyone ever did. And I wish you only the best of luck. Solander's apparition disappears, and the scene about you inst- instantly springs to life, leave you once again to face the bog giant. The bog giant stomps towards you, the gnarled fingers of his white hand tightly gripping a massive thorny club. When the fearsome being rises up, raises up his deadly weapon, preparing to deal with you a single decisive blow, you leap into action, determined to bring down the mighty moss-covered Benimoth. I can use archery, or I can just attack. I will use archery. Success! 4x speed to archery. You have time enough to lose two arrows at the advancing giant. And bury both shafts. And both shafts bury themselves deep in his thick torso. The bog giant roars in agony, but continues his advance. You promptly shoulder your your bow and prepare to engage the wounded giant. And take my pick. I'm fighting the bog giant, but it's wounded. The mighty giant swipes at you with his thorny club and then does a particularly brutal stroke for seven damage. That's nearly down. And down he goes. 13 XP. The bog giant staggers to his left and topples sideways into the pool, showering you with the stagnant water that explodes from beneath his lifeless bulk. You wipe away the dripping ooze and are about to move to the edge of the pool. When your surroundings begin to blur and shift. Within a few moments your vision has cleared. And you find yourself standing on somewhat firmer ground. Though clearly still within the same tangled mire. Where you encountered the giant. A bright flash of white light. Precedes the sudden appearance. The now familiar apparition of Solandar. I do believe that Tallies took a bit longer. To bring down that old thing. Grin Solandar. Well done. The Master Illusionist points to the north, and you turn to find that just beyond a belt of dark, stunted trees stands the vine entangled statue of an armoured warrior. The statue is facing you with its sword raised above its head. The visor of the statue's helm completely covers his face. The bog was crawling with these living statues, says Samandor. And Tallies and I barely escaped them with our lives. Lucky for you, time is of the essence in this tournament, and you must defeat only this one. I wish you luck, Soup. The illusion of this apparition fades, and the scene around you immediately springs to life, including the statue. The statue of the armoured warrior stomps through the undergrowth towards you, its stone blade cutting aside the... The bracken and bramble that pulls at its cracks but evidently sturdy legs. The wand, says the living statue sternly, return the wand and you may leave here alive. Thankful that the sword-wielding statue bearing down on you is all part of Solidor's masterful illusion. And thankful that it's alone, you seal yourself for what promises to be a brutal melee fight. Against the warrior of living stone. I fight the warrior statue. 
the statue swipes at you with its heavy stone sword. Alright, keep going. Keep that. It is slain. 13 XP. The instant the statue of the warrior crumbles into a pile of rubble at your feet, your surroundings begin to shift and blur. Your vision slowly clears and you find yourself standing on a rocky hillside. Near the top of the hillside you spot a tall stone obelisk. The surface of the obelisk is covered with engraved ruins. A bright flash of white light precedes the sudden appearance of the now familiar apparition, apparition of Solendar. A Jarix obelisk, says the Master of Luvix, making no mention of your victory over the living statue. What is a Jarix obelisk? Jarix stones. Created by a legendary maid, knows as Jarix, these ancient magical stones, the ability to teleport a person great distances when used in conjunction with a Jarix obelisk. The onset of the Age of Ardoron, where the Ardvari civilization was rapidly spreading across roof. The maid's chariots created a network of powerful magic obelisks that were placed at various points throughout the world. He channeled his own powers of teleportation into these giant obelisks and made them accessible to others by way of an enchanted stone, which came to be known as a jarrick stone. By touching a rune on the jarrick stone with your right hand, on a co corresponding wound on a Jarek obelisk with your white. It's said you can teleport between Jarek's obelisks, thus saving many days, weeks, or months of travel. When the magic of the ancient Advari began to decline at the end of the Age of Alderaan, many of their magical creations, including the Jarek stones, drifted into legends. The Jarek's obelisk can still be found standing at certain places on Swift. Usually, they are found half buried in remote corners of ancient woods or poking above the surface of swamps. Some obelisks are less obscure, however. Legends say that the Jarek stones are not completely without whisks. There are ancient tales abound. Travellers who used one vanished and were never heard from again. It was our saviour that day, to be sure. Seems a pity there's so few left standing these days. Reach the obelisk and you will find your way out of this illusion. And more importantly, score yourself a victory this round. Solendor points to the south and, almost afraid to look, you warily turn your head in the direction he indicates, only to be greatly dismayed by the sight that greets your eyes. Rising over the back of several large boulders, currently frozen in time like all that surrounds you are the green wingtips and broad head of a large swamp dragon. You could certainly try fighting it, Sonodora. Though I can't say I recommend that. Tales and I have chosen instead to make a dash, dash for the obelisk and escape. As you can see by the fact that he and I are still alive, we made it. Though just barely. Good luck, Soup. The illusionist apparition fades, and the scene around you immediately springs into motion. A deafening bellow erupts from the gaping cavernous maw of the fearsome swamp dragon. The green-scaled beast soars over the edge of the hill, and alights on the ground only twenty yards from you. Judging by its size, you believe the dragon is not yet fully grown, though it is certainly very large. And most certainly very dangerous. You have something that belongs back in Brimscar, says the dragon, his voice calm and soothing, to wet contrast to the terrifying bellow he unleashed only moments ago. Lay it down upon the ground, and you will be allowed to safely retreat to your beloved obelisks. Remain defiant and you will pay the price of every thief who ever dared to poof from the castle. Realising that turning over the wand is not an option at your, your disposal, especially since you don't actually have it, your mind raises to determine your next course of action. So flee to the obelisks or fight the dragon. Well... <laughs>
obviously I'm not gonna let the I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disappoint this audience. I'm gonna fight the dragon. The dragon war wears back is preparing to charge. Realize you must act quickly. So I can use archery. I can attack rush forward and attack the dragon. Or oh, we'll think better of this and flee towards the obelisk. I'm gonna use archery again. Succeeded for 8 XP to archery. Your arrow pierces the dragon at the top of its white foreleg, lifting a surprise, painful streak from the great beast. Despite the wound, the dragon appears not to be deterred in the least, and charges, burning with rage as it thunders across the broken ground towards you. You mutter a quick prayer and stoutly prepare to engage the green-scaled beast. I'm fighting a swamp dragon. The stroke dragon wars it attacks you with tooth and claw. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy course courses through your veins. Oh dear. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, fighting, 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 fighting. Fighting some more. Fighting a dragon. Cause that's what heroes do. And now it's lame. 38 XP. The massive carcass of the slain strong dragon lies at your feet. Despite the bloody wounds now decorating its corpse, the dragon seems to be a most majestic creature, even in death. You're about to step closer and examine its remains, when suddenly your surroundings once again begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening roar of the crowd signals that your victory in this, the fourth round of Solondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to general. I can move on to the next round. At the edge of the contest field, Solidor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, though, Zook. I'm seeing I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Going to west now. Alright. Tournament master, on to round five. The gathered onlookers rise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The fifth round of Solondor's grand wing of, wing of illusion about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as golden uh, as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift, and before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings have changed. The Three Champions All around you, through the forest, a brutal battle wages. Spear-wielding mountain goblins, their, their shrill war cries echoing off the ancient hardwoods, Pour down from the nearby hillsides, relentlessly assailing the stalwart line of knights and board rangers who, for the better part of an entire day, have managed to hold the savage energy at bay. You stand at the southern end of the longest arm of the defending line, and the ground about your feet is littered with the remains of, of the many goblins who met their fate this day by your hand. Suddenly, you spot three border rangers pitching a desperate battle against an armoured mountain goblin. The goblin, 
his face concealed behind the visor of his full helm, wields a serrated broadsword with devastating effect. The, the three border rangers engaged with him cry out in agony as they are struck down by his ferocious attack. Wasting no time, you sprint, for, sprint towards the armoured goblin, eager to avenge the fallen rangers. You've only covered ten yards when the scene around you freezes and the familiar apparition of Solendor appears. The Battle of the Fallen Trees, says Solendor, glancing around at the frozen but nevertheless gruesome scene. Perhaps the last true decisive battle of man and goblin. It was this battle that sent the largest number of the cruel breeding to retreat for a good many years. And I'm ordered to have played a war in it. It was certainly not one that placed me in the midst of the melee. Solidor points to the armoured goblin that you began to rush towards. This is the final day of the battle, he says. Three goblin champions appeared that day. Most likely a last-ditch attempt by the goblin commanders to regain their full hold on the field. I need not tell you how it ended. For, for none is unable to recall the charge of six led by Tallies, which put down the trio of the fearsome goblin warriors and broke what remained of the enemy's spirit. On this day, Zook, it is you, and only you, who must defeat these three goblin champions. I wish you luck. Solondor's apparition disappears, and the scene around you, with all its horror, springs back to life. You once again resume your charge towards the armoured goblin champion, though serrated blade now drips with the blood of the slain rangers. You are within twenty yards of the armoured goblin champion when he turns and faces you. The cruel slayer snarls viciously and moves forward to greet your charge. His blood-stained blade poised to strike you a grievous blow, fighting an armoured goblin champion. The mounted goblin champion slashes at you with his serrated blade. But I bash him back. Nearly done, nearly, and he is slain. 13 XP. The goblin champion strikes the ground at your feet and does not move again. You turn to find the second of these fearsome goblins, a stout, axe-wielding creature, has just finished off two Tyson knights and is starting to move in your direction. Brazenly, you step forward to meet his advance. It's a mountain goblin war chief. And I'm fighting him. The mounting goblin warchief hacks at you with his axe and lays a particularly brutal stroke for 16 damage and another brutal stroke for another 16 damage and another brutal stroke for 7 and 1 for 10. But now it is slain. 14 XP. The third and final goblin champion appears to be the worst of the lot. A worn leather strap encircles the repulsive humanoid's head, from which dangle an impressive, if not gruesome, collection of what look like dragon talons. The spear-wielding menace moves towards you, his stone-tipped instrument of battle poised to wand through you. The mountain goblin champion stabs at you with his stone-tipped spear and a brutal stroke for 13 damage. Uh, uh, Ooh, another brutal stroke for 10 damage and another one for 6 damage. But is slain. 14 XP. A rallying cry goes up from the knights and rangers holding the forest line. Your victory over the three goblin champions has renewed their spirits and served to break the will of the enemy. The goblins, who were so close to tasting victory, now flee wildly. 
scattering into the dense undergrowth. Your surroundings once again begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening roar of the crowd signals that your victory in this, the fifth round of Solondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. Alright, that's 384 experience to general. The edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done though, Zoop, he says. See, I'm going to have some difficulty brouting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Hey, west and western heel. Alright, on to round six. The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the Circle of Stones. The sixth round of Solidor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of all of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. One giant problem. You find yourself standing at the edge of a well-worn road that passes directly through the centre of a small village. A loud, angry voice to your right peers your head in that direction and your heart skips a beat when your eyes fall upon its source. Only ten yards from you, towering over a group of cowering villages, is a mountain giant. The cruel, massive humanoid appears to be in a process of demanding tribute from his from the village. The villagers seem in the to be in the awkward and dangerous position of trying to explain the giant. They cannot afford that which he demands. Sensing that the villagers will be unable to persuade the cruel Benemoth to leave them be, you stride forward and boldly ask the giant to leave. Though momentarily taken aback by your, your sudden appearance and your brazen tactics, the giant recovers his wits and laughs heartily. Then suddenly, without warning, he picks you off the ground and hurls you into the air across the road. You certainly count your blessings when your rapid descent to the ground is suddenly broken by a large mound of hay. You climb out the pile of hay and moves to the edge of the world, your eyes firmly fixed on the towering mountain giant continues to threaten the helpless cowering villagers. So there are four options here, archery, diplomacy, thievery, horsemanship, or I could just attack the giant. I, I, the only ones of high enough level to use are archery and thievery, and I don't have horsemanship yet. I'm going to use thievery. It succeeded for 8xp to thievery. After taking a few minutes to set up a series of devious snares, you stride boldly into the centre of the road upon which the giant stands and vocally taunt the cruel, towering humanoid. The mountain giant rushes after you, but, but is led directly through a field of snares and his feet becomes tangled 
in several pieces of taut rope. Said he came crashing to the ground. He regains his feet amidst a hail of curses, but is now hampered by a severe limp. The wounded giant curses at you before turning and leaping east out of the village. Alright, so I can pursue the fleeing giant and attack him, or I can let him go. I'm going to pursue the giant and attack him. You swiftly overtake the wounded giant and launch your attack. Despite his wound, the giant seems perfectly capable of defending himself. You steal yourself for a brutal melee. I'm fighting a wounded mountain giant. But that's just made him angrier. The mountain giant swipes at you with a crude wooden club. It goes, uh, oh, and slain. 38 XP. Your victory over the mountain giant is met with cries of joy from the bridges who were, only a few minutes ago, at the mercy of the cruel beings. One of the villagers, a dark-haired man with two small children at his side, approaches you, fighting back emotion as he thanks you for saving his family and his home. You're about to respond, when suddenly your surroundings begin to blur and shift. The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of a circle of stones on the Drakenfield Hills. The deafening roar of... Of the, of the crowd signals your victory in this, the sixth round of Solendor's grand wing, wing of illusion, but met with feverish approval. Solendor himself strides out onto the field, congratulates you on your victory. The master illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the wing of stones. 384 experience to general. The edge of the contest field, Solandor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, those who, he says, seem going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Right, west. Now, on, on to the next round. Here we go, round seven. The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The seventh round of Solidor's grand wing of illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap the tips of the sanding stones arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solandar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings have changed. The curse of Chenrax. You stand in the tall grass behind a small, dilapidated wooden dwelling. The sun has long gone down, leaving its wake a black, cloudless, star-filled sky. All around the dwelling stand barren trees, which along with the chill in the air betray the season late autumn. Light pulls out of the small dwelling through the plentiful spaces between the watting timbers that make up its walls, and from a narrow window only a few feet from you. You're about to step forward and peer into the window, eager to discover just what Solendor has in store for you this time. When the wall next to you explodes into a shower of dust and jagged timber fragments, Suddenly, the scene around you freezes, and the glowing apparition of Solandar appears. Erwin Trenhax, about fifty years before your own birth, says Solandar. Few indeed are those who do not recall the tale of the curse of Trenhax. Dare say it is still firmly rooted in the minds of those who call that village home. 
Torah explains to you and to the tournament spectators that many years ago, the son of one of Twelnax village elders was cursed with a horror-flying affliction, resulting almost a decade of terror for the village, for the village and the nearby countryside. The son was an aspiring mage of extraordinary talent, continues Sonsor. So it how it though he could not climb out from beneath the shadow of his curse. Eventually brought about his end on a cold autumn evening, much like the one I've laboured to recreate. His own brother, Tyson Sardo, is said to have ended the curse in a brief but brutal showdown. It's now your turn. Now your turn, Zoop, to attempt to do the same. Good luck. Solondor's apparition disappears, and the scene about you instantly springs back to life. Is showered with a rain of dust, splinters, and several large chunks of spattered wood. Shattered wood. What appears to be a large bear smashes through the wall of the dwelling and lands only five yards from you. You step back and assume a defensive stance as the massive bear creature rises up onto two legs and stands before you, its bowel-sized chest heaving, and its slips curled back into a vicious snarl. Your pulse races as you note the more human features of the beast's face and arms. You've little doubt that the creature standing before you is a were-bear, a human who has assumed bear form, and very likely the centre of the curse of Trenhrax. The were-bear swipes at the air with his thick white arm and snarls. You sense an attack is imminent. So I can use thievery, unarmed combat, or just fight the bear. The werebear. Werebear? Their bear. Werebear? Their bear. Their werebear. <laughs> I'm going to use unarmed combat because that just sounds cooler. Yes, success. 4xp to unarmed combat. But already noted that a broad tree limb passes overhead within reach. You leap forward and grab onto the branch with both hands. The werebear snarls and lunges forward. You prepare to defend yourself. You swing back on the branch, dodging the creature's attack with you. And in return swing, you plant both of your feet solidly into the middle of the gruesome lycanthrope's face. The force of your, of your devastating blow momentarily staggers the beast. The wounded werebear roars in agony. As you drop from the branch, prepared to engage it. Despite the serious wound it has suffered at your hand, the werebear remains an extremely powerful and deadly combatant, thankful that the savage snarling creature before you is only illusion, but most eager to put it down. You launch a frenzied assault upon the fearsome lycanthrope. It's a werebear. Begin the combat. The savage werebear swipes it with his deadly claws. Yes, keep, keep swiping. And I keep bashing and is slain. 30, 86B. A ghastly cry escapes from the open mouth of the dying werebear as it thrashes about violently on the ground before you. The savage lycanthrope's carcass shudders, and you're momently taken aback when it rapidly transforms into the unmarred body of a young man. The man opens his eyes, smiles, and whispers what sounds like, Thank you, before disappearing in a thick cloud of mist that seeps up from the ground beneath him. Suddenly, your surroundings begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening war of the crowd signals your victory in this, the seventh round of Solondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones, 
256 experience to general. At the edge of the contest field, Solandor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, Nozoop, he says. See, I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Amaster Illusionist farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Alright, on to the next round. On to round eight. The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The eighth round of Solandor's grand wing of illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd subsides, falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solidor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings have changed. A sorcerer scorned. When the scene surrounding you comes back into focus, you find yourself standing at one end of a large, cluttered, circular chamber. Several wooden tables, their surfaces covered with scrolls, books and vials clog the centre of the room. A lone window, now in shutters, is sent into the far wall. In a a pair of of shallow recesses that flank the window stand the life-size statues of two hideous ogres. They're going to come to life. Because, I mean, most statues come to life. It just seems to be a wall. Your insolence in the face of inevitable destruction is insulting. Shouts, shouts an angry voice from your white. You turn to see a tall, white-bearded man standing only a few feet away. His withered hands grip a tall wooden staff, the top edge of which is fitted with a sharp blade. The old man, he was soon to be some sort of mage, strikes a stone floor with the butt of his staff. You have something that belongs to me, thief, he growls. Alas, that you would turn the wings to me. But rather think I would enjoy plucking them from your roasted corpse. You're somewhat thankful when the scene around you suddenly freezes and the familiar apparition of Solandor appears. Mighty Lozok, says the sorcerer, nodding in the direction of the white-bearded man who moments ago threatened you with death. A sorcerer of great power, a man who once had great influence in the kingdom of Tosa, to his tragic death at the hands of an arcane spy almost 200 years ago. Wait, there's a link to what an arcane spy is. I'm going to read that now. Arcane spy. Arcane spies are thieves who specialise in stealing all manner of arcanum, physical and otherwise, from mages. In most cases, an arcane spy will be acting on behalf of another mage. There are some who operate independently and sell their ill-gotten plunderings to anyone willing to meet their price. The profession of our arcane spies, ancient and highly despised with the magic community. Still, despite their outward aversion to profession, many mages still employ the service of a skilled arcane spy from time to time. Although none would ever Knit it. On top of being ex- expert thieves, Ar- arcane spies are also experts in the realm of Arcania. Thondor tells you that on the night of his death two centuries ago, Lothor confronted an arcane spy in the topmost chamber of his tower. The thief had just flinched five enchanted wings they held a wealth of the sorcerer's knowledge. It's about to make good his escape. Escape. He was surprised by the enraged sorcerer. Unfortunately, you, for the purposes of our tournament, you are 
that arcane sky. Take flight or stick around and fight. The choice is yours to make. Good luck. The apparition of the master master illusionist fades from view. The scene about you springs to life. You meet you to face the sinister, sneering Lozok. Your mind races. Attempt to just quickly determine your next course of action against the dangerous foe. Hmm. So I can attack the sorcerer or attempt to escape. I think they want to see me. I think the audience want to see a fight. So attack the sorcerer. You snatch up the skull of some small rodent from a nearby table and hurl it at the sorceress. So the white bearded Matt. Mage throws up his hands to deflect the hurling projectile. You leap forward, prepared to strike down the one man standing between you and the successful completion of Sonador's devilish illusion. Before you can reach, however, your foe recovers sufficiently enough to raise his wooden staff. The tip of his bladed staff glows white, and to your horror, the two stone ogres in the shallow recesses near the window begin to move. Lazarok's sinister laugh fills the chamber as he falls back, allowing his fearsome stone minions to intercede. You attempt to... You assume a combat-ready stance as you prepare to take on the first of the stone ogres. Oh, wow, how surprising! Statues came to life! I would have never figured that would happen. That was a complete surprise! I've never seen statues come to life and try to kill me before. In case you didn't know, I was being sarcastic. (laughs) I guess it might work more, you know, you put some statues that don't come to life. You just mix them up. So you're not quite sure. I mean, if you know they're going to come to life, you can prepare. And if you know they're not going to come to life, you know, if you don't know, you don't know whether they'll come to life. That's, that's stress. You'd be, you, you're going to pass through this huge hall of statue. You'd be so stressed by the time you get to that actually comes to life. All right, I'm fighting a stone ogre. Stone ogre swipes to do this massive fist. Your mini lays a particularly brutal stroke on you. Seven damage. And this, this crumbles to dust. 10 XP. The, the ogre crumbles into a pile of rubble at your feet. It's immediately replaced by the second stone beast. It's a stone ogre. Once more. Swipes at you with this massive fist. Ooh, I just entered into battle wage. Oh, and what got out of battle wage again. Particularly brutal stroke for 11 damage. Another brutal stroke. 14 damage. Stop with the brutal strokes already. Brutal stroke for 12 damage, but is slain. 10 XP. You leap over the shattered remains of the stone ogre and boldly approach the dangerous mage. An unwise decision, thief, growls Lozorok, brandishing his bladed staff with an unnerving degree of skill. Undaunted by the display of combat prowess, you rush forward and bravely engage the white-bearded sorcerer. It's Master Sorcerer Lozwak. He swipes at you with his bladed staff. And now I am engulfed by the flames of my enemy's attack for 26 damage. Ooh, another flame attack for 21 damage. And is slain. 23 XP. Your final blow sends Lothrop spurling to the floor of the shattered, cluttered chamber. He emits several waggy gasps. And with his dying breath, curses at you. Oh no, oh no, I'm going to be cursed. Oh, oh wait a minute. And that's why. It's just an illusion. Phew. <laughs> you turn and start the window, thinking you still have to make good on your escape from the tower. To escape Sonador's illusion, the surroundings suddenly begin to shift and blur. 
the scene around you gradually returns to focus and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the dragon field hills. The, roar, the deafening roar of the crowd seeks your victory in this, the eighth round of Solandor's grand Solandor's wing of illusion has been met with feverish approval. Solandor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The master illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the wing of stones. 256 experience to general. The edge of the contest field, Solandor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the wing of stones. Well done though, Zoop, he says. I see I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Okay, I'm going to west from that. All those, all those flame attacks, they hurt. Okay, this will be the last, last one for this episode. Proceed with the tournament. On to round nine. The, cra a, the crowd of spectators leap, leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The ninth round of Solandor's grand wing of illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips, sanding stones, arcing pines in the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper. The energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solandor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. One egg, two egg. Three egg, four. You stand in what appears to be a large stone chamber. The ceiling and all the walls are shrouded in darkness, leaving you to believe the space you occupy is an immense one. Lying on the ground in front of you, bathed in the ghostly light that fills this seemingly cavernous room, are four brightly coloured eggs, each of them roughly four times your size. You stare and wonder at the massive eggs, red, green, red, blue, green and yellow, and wonder, actually dread, what it is they might enclose. To your left, a few feet away, sits a wood-hatted hammer with a heavy iron head. Your eyes are instinctively drawn back to the four eggs, as each of them begins to quiver. You've nearly forgotten the strange and settling scene before you is but is all is all an elaborate illusion that suddenly the surroundings freeze and the glowing apparition of Solandor appears. Each of these beauties contains a deadly enemy, says Solandor, his eyes moving back and forth across the line of brightly hued eggs. You may be able to discover which of the eggs holds the least dangerous though. It would be tricky to be sure. I wish you the best of luck, Zoop. You quickly encounter Asolidor and encounter anything like this on his adventures. He laughs in reply. I've had my share of adventures, Zoop, and behold many strange things, he says. But if I had ever seen anything like this, and I assure you, it would have been my very last adventure. As the apparition of the Master Illusionist fades from view, the scene around you springs to life, and all four eggs begin to quiver. Heeding the words of Solandor, you move up and make a, make a close examination of the four quivering eggs as you attempt to determine which of them is most likely to contain the least dangerous foe. You can imagine at this very moment the fair number of spectators are having a good laugh at your expense. Picking a number. Bonus of 250. 20 for mine, 20 for more. 
69 from Law, 71 from McCartney, and 70 from Woodmanship. Alright. Pick. 258 is my number. Determine, based on a wide variety of factors, the yellow leg is likely to haunt the least dangerous creature. Hoping that your deduction will prove to be correct, you pick up the hammer and prepare to crack open the egg. Almost instantly you land your blow with your hammer. The top half of the egg explodes and a volley of jagged shell shards rain down on you. Merging from the shattered remains of the eggs, one of the most hideous creatures you've ever had the misfortune of viewing. The towering beast climbing out of the wound shell is the lower body of a large black feathered bird and the upper torso of a cave troll. From the middle of the creature's snarling, gruesome face extends the, a long, sharp, golden beak. The strange creature stretches open its beak, out of which soars the cheerful melody of a songbird. You envision the crowd of spectators lapping up warishly as you square, square off against this comical, but assuredly dangerous, abomination. I'm just fighting egg beast. That's what it is. It's an egg beast. It comes for an egg and it is a beast. That is all we need to know. The horrid beast attacks you with claw and talon. And it continues to do that. Ooh, brutal stroke for 11 damage. And slain. 13 XP. The strange creature emits a gurgling death cry as it pitches forward and strikes the stone floor face first. Does not move again. Half expecting for the illusion to come to an end, you are shocked when suddenly a second of the horrifying beast emerges from the shattered remains of the egg. Silently cursing Sonador, you plant your feet and hold your ground. The horrid mo monster moves steadily towards you. It's another egg beast from, an, from the same egg. The horrid beast attacks you with claw and talon and is slain. 13 XP. You gaze down at the carcass of the two strange beasts, praying that Solandor is fabricated from the torment, and there's no possible chance you will ever encounter one again. The sound of the others. Eggs start to crack, send your pulse racing. You look on, look on in horror as the three remaining eggs begin to slowly split open. Suddenly, and not a moment too soon, the scene about, about you shifts and blurs. I could have taken them all on! Unless, unless these were some sort of clown car, clown car grey eggs with... Hundreds of beasts in each. The scene around you rapidly returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The warring of the crowd signals your victory in this. The ninth round of Solandor's Wing of Illusion has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The masterful illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the wing of stones. 256 experience to general. The edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the wing of stones. Well done though, Zoop, he says, seeing going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Alright, west. And now I'm going to save. Next time we'll be moving on to round 10 and some more rounds. Because there's 20 rounds to go through, there's still quite a lot left to do. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.